you don't have your 50%. I'm berating you. I'm upset. I'm frustrated because you don't have your 50%. That doesn't help us or help the situation. So it's more about like, bring what you have. At least bring me what you have so I know. And then we can work with that. Hey, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Buffet Podcast. Episode 95. 95. And I am your host, Brandon, joined by... Hold up. I gotta gotta start remembering to give myself, you know what I'm saying, the cheering. Like I said, and my host, the other host, my lovely partner, C... Hey y'all. Okay. Booyaka. 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 And like I said, welcome back. And let's go ahead and get this get this stuff out of the way. You gotta go ahead and you know pause what you're doing real quick and go ahead and like and subscribe so we can go ahead and you know get the algorithm working in our favor. Mm-hmm. Run the numbers up. Yeah. You want to learn yeah. and laugh yeah, y'all, with y'all, us. Yeah, y'all. Y'all it. enjoy listening to our to my and our dulcet tones on a weekly basis. You know we are low-key the highlight of your week. Stop playing. Yeah. Go ahead and just hit the like and subscribe and go ahead and hit that little that little bell button so you know you can be notified and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're doing, we make it ten times better. Yeah, if you put on the podcast, anything is better. That's real. Yeah. You usually you listen to a podcast you, you listen to a podcast or everybody else, but with us, you're you're part of a listening experience. Ooh, it's a conversation starter. Bing you bong. might want to talk back to this podcast. Yeah. You might want to play a clip for one of your friends and your homegirls and them and be yeah. like, what y'all think about this? Yeah. We ain't proving your dating and your relationships. I did all that. I didn't even move. Not even a little bit. I know. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> uh, if y'all listening, y'all can't bitty. see it. But if y'all see uh, it, y'all see take it. Take that. Take that. Okay. Uh-huh. Like that. That's what it felt like. <laughs> so, yeah. So this, is, this is a listening and audio experience. All right, y'all. We're going to get into it. We're going to get our life together. So, like I said, episode 95. Mm -hmm. We're going to get right into it again. I have the power. He does. And that's why it's taking so long. If it was me, we would have been playing the clip. But Brandon has to cue things up for his amuse boost. Yeah. So, I was planning on uh, playing this. I can. Like last week or something like that, or I, or I found out about it like right after we had recorded mm-hmm. our last episode, and then it, it also popped up on another one of episode uh, podcasts I listened to the, uh, the crew season. So shout out to them. So, but we're gonna play it for here. I want you. I want to get your take on it. Okay. Right. Right, it's spicy. Marriage should be fifty fifty. It's the biggest crock of bullshit I've ever heard. It's never fifty fifty. Yeah. Ever. And so what we do is we quantify where we are. So if Steve comes home and he'll be like. I got 20. Just in terms of energy. Just energy, investment, kindness, patience. I'm at a 20. And I'll be like, I'll cover you. I got you, brother. Like, I'll pull the 80. Sometimes we come home, which we have done a lot. My mom has been sick. And I'll say, I've got 10. And Steve, like two days ago, said, I'm riding a solid 25. So we know that we have to sit down at the table anytime we have less than 100 combined. And figure out a plan of kindness toward each other. Oh, I love that. Yeah, because the thing is, marriage is not something that's 50-50. A partnership works when you can carry their 20 or they can carry your 20. 
and that when you both just have 20, you have a plan where you don't hurt each other. It says marriage should be 50 50. So I also have this clip saved on the, um, on our pages, Instagram. And so, yeah, I am familiar with it. Shout out to Brene Brown. She'd be that's her. Yeah, that's that's her. Really, oh shit. Yeah. Um, if you're not familiar with her work, you should get familiar with it. I've she never known what she looked like. I've no, I've no, I know the name. I've you know her. Of course, you know me and therapist and everything. Like, but I've never. Mm. You didn't watch her TED talk? No. Oh no 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 no! One of the TED talks that she has, it's animated. The one on empathy. Remember I showed you that? Oh, that was her. That's uh, her voice, but that's okay, not. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, there's no like her in it. Um, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But yes. Familiar with the clip, familiar with Renee Brown. If you are not familiar, please familiarize yourself. She has, she's done a lot of great work on empathy and kindness mm-hmm. and uh, how to be more daring and uh, communicate better as a leader. A lot of different like areas of focus. Um, and she's a researcher based out of Texas. So, so what? So, it's a lot of Texas people. I know. Hey. I mean, but it's big university systems here, and that's, that's big, how that's big facts. they get the money that they They're need. all over the place. Baby. Yeah, right. but. Thanks. To the actual clip, I think that that's a really good uh, description of why things are not 50-50. I think a lot of times people see, or 50-50 is the easiest way to quantify the co- combining of resources, mm-hmm. right? Like, okay, if I bring my half and your half, then we have whole. And that's great. That's a really easy way to kind of uh, describe what's happening here. But I think more of what happens in a relationship is you bring what you got, I bring what I got. And like she said, if you don't have enough, then I'm able to cover you as opposed to you don't have your 50%. I'm berating you. I'm upset. I'm frustrated because you don't have your 50%. That doesn't help us or help the situation. So it's more about like, bring what you have, at least bring me what you have. So I know, and then we can work with that. I got that. I feel that. I agree with you. I was going to say, I made a note here because I have a habit of having fire thoughts and then forgetting them. Mm-hmm. So uh, hearing us say that about the 50-50 and how it doesn't exist, I think it kind of, it exists, but in the sense that just the term 50-50 is, is overly simplistic. Mm-hmm. It's like it's, it's overly condensing something that is very, can be very complex. Yeah. You know, you know, so it, it's a very simplistic thing. So you can't just take 50-50 and run with it, like like to uh, to your point. So I definitely agree with her that there is always going to be a type of give and take mm-hmm. within, you know, a relationship. Everything ain't always going to be, you know, smooth and sun- sunshine and rainbows and things like that. There are days of periods of rain and, and all that good stuff. Well, not necessarily good stuff, but all of that, all of that stuff. And it is when, if both of y'all come through and y'all both had a hundred, those are probably like some of the most memorable times in like in your relationship, most likely. But that is not representative of the totality of your like your relationship on the on the day to day. So I think she was she was right, and I definitely love her, or I guess I would say there because I'm talking about her, her and her husband's um, plan of like if if you don't have that 100, percent if if you don't have the 100 percent combined, you need to sit down. Mm. And have a have a conversation just to make sure we're not hurting each other, which I think goes into your point about like you think we see fifty fifty, and then your partner doesn't come with their fifty percent, and then you getting on them about why you don't have have your you know you, you're not being kind in that you know in that moment. Like why would you do that if you know somebody is not operating at a hundred percent efficiency? Why would you make it bit more make it more difficult for them? So I like that she verbalized that like, hey, when this happens. 
we sit down and we come up with a plan to make sure. And it was, and, and I, what I like even more about it was it wasn't like to fix the fit that you don't have fifty fifty. It was more just like let's make sure that while you were in our whatever is happening that's got us at twenty percent or ten percent, we just making sure that that doesn't hurt. Each, we don't hurt mm-hmm. each other while we're doing that. So you can still have have your twenty and and be exhausted and do what you need in order to you know get back your energy. But we just want to make sure that that doesn't have a negative impact on each other and like the relationship, which mm-hmm. I think, you know, I think it's, I think it's good. It, it, it's not trying to fix the, the quote unquote problem. Mm-hmm. Just making sure how do we make, minimize the impact, negative impact of, of the current temporary issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree with that. The other thing that it brings to mind for me though, is one vulnerability, which we've spoken about recently, mm-hmm. right? Like the idea that you have to feel comfortable enough with your partner to be able to share what, percentage you are walking in with that day Hmm. but even more than that i think it's awareness i think there is a lot of awareness that has to take place for you to be able to quantify where you're at at a given moment and i don't know that all of us are attuned to that awareness or have had practice with that awareness there's a lot in our culture that tells us when someone asks us how we're doing good is a response right Mm -hmm. like And not to say that you don't recognize that there's a difference between how you respond when your coworker asks you and when your partner asks you, but it is like an automatic response that Mm. often we are not aware of how we're feeling because we're, or we're not aware that we are being asked genuinely how we're feeling and being presented with an opportunity to like check in, be aware, and then share that information. So I think that's the other thing that's really important about what she's saying is like, the awareness that you have to have as the partner to be able to receive whatever percentage your partner shows up with and the awareness that you have to have to be able to know where you're currently at um, is a whole different skill set outside of just getting past the 50-50 mindset Mm -hmm. that I'm not sure that everybody has enough practice in to effectively put into place. And that's why y'all niggas need... Oops. Ooh, go ahead. Nah, go ahead. Keep going. It's too late now. <laughs> and that's why y'all need to meditate. I'm on meditation. J. Cole told y'all to meditate. And now Siandra's telling you to meditate. Mm-hmm. You need the opportunity to sit with yourself, with your own mind, with your thoughts, and actually feel what you're feeling. Bring awareness to what it is that you're feeling. There are so many distractions in the world. Instagram, TV, mm. your job, family drama, whatever Mm -hmm. can be a distraction away from you actually addressing what's going on with you. And I love therapy. Don't get me wrong, but that one hour out of a week or one hour every two weeks is not enough for you to really practice the awareness that you need to be able to move forward. If you don't address it, like if you don't feel it, you can't heal it. Like it's not going to move forward. If you, Place a lot of other things on top of your awareness so you don't have the awareness that you need to deal with what you're feeling. You said you said you said a word. You said several of them. And I agree with all of them. <laughs> and I agree with each and every one of them. Mm-hmm. And in hearing you say about having the awareness of it and how we've come we we become or we have been raised to answer positive positively when asked, you know, how are you doing? What's going on? Uh, even when that may not necessarily be the case, I think that comes from, you know, you like just not wanting to burden other people or what have you, or, or just feeling like you shouldn't be able to burden on people. But I also believe and know that it is a part of it is 
the vulnerability part. Mm-hmm. And also like there's like a trust uh, involved there in the sense of like, I don't, I don't know, or I don't feel comfortable telling you these things because of how it's going to make me feel about being expressing that, that vulnerability. That being said, humans, humans are humans. And when people ask you questions, you, you generally ask, you generally answer them, mm-hmm. even if you just do it in your mind. So someone, every, if you feeling like, like shit and someone say, Hey, how you doing? Your mind, you answered that question truthfully hundred percent, but what comes out of your mouth may not be, yeah. the, you know, that right answer. And I think that when it comes to, being in a relationship, a healthy relationship, is being able to answer the question in your mind and also verbally as well. You know, be able to be vulnerable in that way with your partner when asked instead of feeling like you need to put on some kind of armor or shield or, or you know, downplay it uh, in the like in the moment. Yeah. Yeah, they, like, they, and I and I know that's easier uh, easier said than done. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for for sure, yeah, you know, that's definitely easier to say. That's not something that you know you're going to be able to jump. People are able to jump out the gate and just kind of unlearn lifetime and generations of uh, of teaching to be able to do that. It's a, it's a learned thing, but how do you learn? How do you perfect anything? How you do you get good at doing anything? You got to start doing Practice. it. Yeah, you got to start doing. It. So, like, I encourage you, like you said, like going to therapy and stuff like that is great, but it's it is not it's not going to be the cure it's not the gold it's not the silver bullet is mm-hmm. that the right word it's not the silver bullet that's going to like cure everything it is definitely important and it's definitely impactful and useful but as a uh as a support or as like a more holistic thing so i encourage people to have somebody that they feel comfortable enough with or that they, they trust whether that be mm-hmm. you know close friends or or you know your partner where you have an outlet to actually be vulnerable in that way. I'm not saying go up, you have somebody that's not your therapist that you just un, like unload every like thought and word that's in your mind. But like somebody, if somebody, I hope you have somebody in your life that when they ask you a question, you feel comfortable enough to give them an authentic answer. Yeah. That's, that's all, that's all I'm asking. That's all, that's all I'm saying with all of this. Yeah. I feel that babe. And I will add to my meditation mm-hmm. call out that that is one way to mm-hmm. gain and increase awareness of how you're feeling. But anything that you do that allows you to kind of get into, um, I'm tempted to call it a flow state, but like anything that allows you to tune into your mind Mm -hmm. instead of tuning out, right? Mm. Like anything that allows you to go inward. For some people that can be exercise, like people who run without any music, that's meditative for them because they're able to think. It's and get, a breed of people. Yeah, get really clear on things. So there could be other things that you are doing that mm-hmm. fill that need or or feed that need, but you got to be doing something. Yeah, I, and, and if anything, I definitely encourage journaling. That's something that's, another I, good one. that's a good one. I'm starting to kind of slowly getting into that, being able to put you know uh, your thoughts on paper, just kind which kind of just helps get it out. So f- for the people who struggle with being vulnerable with other people with regard to like your thoughts and, and true feelings, I encourage you to, tr- you know, try writing them down in a journal of some sort. I'm talking like pen and paper, like write it out, burn it after you're done or, you know, t- shred it or what have you. But the, the whole point of exercise is just really just to get it out your mind, get it out your head. And it's better than keeping it inside where you, where you will call back to last episode, probably ruminate on it. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. And 
I would add to that that I feel like journaling allows you to be vulnerable with yourself first. That's facts. You don't filter if if you are comfortable and if you're able to and you do go into a journal and be unfiltered, you can be vulnerable with yourself first. And that's a fantastic place to start with practice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. That's the that's first step. If you can, if you find it difficult to be vulnerable with yourself and it's just you writing in a, piece, in, a, in a book that you can destroy or what have you or, you know, then that, that's, I think that's a good place to start. Like be starting by being vulnerable with yourself because there's a lot of thoughts and feelings and stuff that we run away from. Yeah. Unintentionally, perhaps even intentionally, with, with with some of us, let's not do that because you don't want to feel it. Honestly, yeah, I get the reasons. You don't want to feel it. It doesn't feel good often. And another part of it is usually the feeling is related to something that's in the past. Like, and you can't change the past. Like, all you have is the present moment. And in the present moment, if you're stuck thinking about the past. You feel crappy. Like, you just don't feel good thinking about the past. Mm-hmm. And that's why meditation works really well for me. If I'm like, ooh, this is, I don't know, five minutes ago. I can't do anything with this now. Let me, like, tune into the present moment. Let me be aware of, like, why I feel a way about what just happened. Like, what struck a chord with me? Does it challenge one of my values? Does it hurt any of my feelings? Do I feel inadequate like what's going on for me and then better be able to attune to the present moment and then decide if there's anything else that i need to do mm-hmm. that's facts if you pair that with, with journaling get your you know get your thoughts in order you know saying you read through it and then you could better be able better able to recognize and then articulate and, com- and then communicate them mm-hmm. with other people because how i think if i do if i write exactly how i think it doesn't make sense to anyone but me kind of sort. And sometimes not even me. So I got to be like, oh, shit, I need to take the the theme of what I just wrote and like be and be able to write it out to the where I can like read it straight through without having to be, being able to read it through uninterrupted and be able to pick up like what I meant. So a lot of times when we communicate and we're talking out loud, it's very difficult for us to be able to verbalize how we're feeling because Maybe we don't have the words. Maybe our minds is running a a million miles an hour in many different directions. And it's hard for us to keep a general flow, a straight flow of of communication where your partner or whom whom have you is able to understand it. I thought you were going to say whomever. That's that's what I was trying to get to. Mm. Yeah, but close enough. Y'all know what I meant. Mm -hmm. See what I see? See, I just kind of did it. You did. Okay. This clip also made me think of another clip that I had saved for. <laughs> Is there something in my teeth, really? No, it was uh, lipstick. lipstick. Yeah, lipstick. <laughs> um, another clip that I saw this week that the audio for the clip is a little bit too long, in my personal opinion. So we're just going to do a demo. It's a the person in the clip is Pastor Keon, and he's married to Shawnee O'Neill, who is. Shaq's ex-wife, but she may have taken his name. Anyway, um, he talks about there's three different types of relationships. There's an A relationship, so put your arm up. And in an A relationship, yes, we are like this, and it is more what people think of traditionally when they think of 50-50. So if I slip, you're going to fall over, or if you pull back, I'm going to fall over because we're 100% kind of dependent upon each other. Okay, and also... 
Y'all need to watch, watch the yeah. video to be able to really get get what I'm talking what about. We're talking about. Okay. The other type of relationship he talks about, oops, <laughs> is an H relationship. Now, in the H relationship, we would be a little bit further apart. It would be like we're just make your arm like this, a small little H. And this one too, like if I get pulled away or if I move away, like we're going to lose grip with each other. We're no longer going to be in touch or in contact. And then he has an M relationship. And that one is like them holding hands. This <laughs> okay. This is the M. Okay. And the idea behind the M relationship is the fact that we're connected, we're holding hands, but I'm completely independent. I'm able to stand on my own two feet. You're able to stand on your own two feet, and we can walk the journey forwards, backwards, and sideways together. Okay. So I get the moral story is the M relationship is best, mm-hmm. or is more ideal. Is more ideal. And it made me think of the 50-50 thing because I feel like the M relationship is like, okay, you can... But we're holding hands. You can fall to your knees. You can walk to backwards. You can walk sideways, and I'm still connected to you, and I can help guide mm. you in the direction that is the right direction for us and for our well being. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad at it. Yeah. So I know I didn't play the clip, but mm. what are your thoughts about those different types of relationships? And if there is anything else that you would say is like a a part of a type of relationship or, or is a type of relationship that people have relationship model. Mm. That was a good question. I mean, I don't, I, I'm not hundred percent sure at this current point because all this is new information to me as well. I never mm-hmm. I've, I haven't seen that clip. I don't know who you were talking about. Uh, so I didn't see the clip. So I, I haven't had any time to really think about it too, too deeply, but I think I kind of get, you know, the, the gist of it, in the sense that, I don't know, I guess it sounds like some of the relationships can be inequitable in the sense that if one person goes down, it the consequence to the relationship could be potentially detrimental mm. uh, versus uh, having a relationship set up in a way where while we are interdependent on each, interdependent on each other, we are also like mobile enough to, for somebody to be able to be down and other one be, still be able to move around. So like if I, if something fuck, fucks up with our relationship or not with our relationship, something fucks up with me, it's not going to, it's not going to wipe out the whole relationship for X amount of time. You're going to be able to, to shoulder, shoulder it for a little while while I get myself together or vice versa. Mm-hmm. I need that. I mean, I think that's the, the gist of what I'm picking up from the H and M and M, A. M and A. Hey, Oh, like a pig get that Oink. swine off your mind my brother all right grand rising my grand queen. rising sorry <laughs> what what's the what, what's the uh the sunset version of it grand rising and then what's the what's the the opposite of that the great know. sleep i can't I remember, I can't remember. It, was it, was, it was a lot it was of a lot them of and them. they were wild yeah but we get we get we're getting off topic a little bit here yeah, but I agree, babe. I, I think that that's a really good way to describe what happens in a relationship that isn't set up to be 50-50 or an M relationship. It's like, I can be at a 20 and know that that's perfectly okay because mm. you'll come in behind me and offer whatever it is it, that I'm lacking to be able to get us to the 100%. Right. And I think that, like, all relationships, intimate ones at the very least, I say intimate, not necessarily... When I say intimate, I mean like close. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not meaning cheat clapping intimacy. It requires a 
level of trust in your partner to feel comfortable enough to be at 20% and let your, allow your partner to kind of take that other 80 Mm -hmm. temporarily. And in order to get that, you know, it requires a lot of other, other, other things, you know, other other things within a relationship, you know, to to build that up. Like it it requires trust, you know, time. And like, that's something that will take like time and, and effort. That's not, What's his name? Brene? Brene? I said right. Brene, I'm pretty sure that that they didn't get there six months into their relationship. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That comes from going through shit together and being able to communicate and being being vulnerable and having the the other your partner be receptive to it and handling it in an appropriate in appropriate manner or learning from any of the mistakes and, and implementing those things to, to build that trust and build that, uh, I guess, uh, it's putting that time, putting that effort to get where they are, you know, put in the work. Mm-hmm. It was in the gym. They were, they had their 10,000 practice hours. Is that what it is? 10,000 hours? Yeah, they got there 10,000 hours. But as you were speaking, it made me think of like failures because nobody is perfect. Mm -hmm. There's going to come a time where I fail you, maybe you fail me. Mm -hmm. And in those failures, I don't know. I was going to say, what do you do? But I feel like that's a big ask. I guess more so thinking about the people who are in the first six months or the first year of their relationship and they're trying to figure it out. How do you differentiate between something that is par for the course for this person? Like that's Mm -hmm. just a part of who they are and how they're going to respond versus like a failure on their part. That's a good, good question. I think the only thing I can think of is if it goes, I I guess you, you can only, move based off the information that you have Mm -hmm. and you wouldn't, you can't know if this is par for the course unless it happens more than once, like more than once or consistently or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think it takes a, it's a little bit of that mixed with how far your own personal boundaries are regarding Mm -hmm. in regards to whatever, you know, the issue is. So, you know what I'm saying? If I if I see you, I think it was an example we heard about before. Um, I think it was the empathy guy who sends the emails every Thursday. Oh yeah, Justin. Yeah, Justin Bariso. Yeah, if you know you constantly leave the milk outside, you know the thing outside of the refrigerator and without putting it up every time you pour yourself some some mixture of some cereal. Like if that's you know if that happens multiple times, I just know like that's kind of par mm-hmm. for the course mm-hmm. for you. But simultaneously, if it pisses me all the way off that you use it into the point where I'm really, I'm willing to break up this relationship behind it. You know, there's a little bit of, like, that's something you got to take into account as yeah, well. That's true. I got to eat that. But also you have to act off of that. If that's true, if that's mm-hmm. important enough for you, mm-hmm. I, that's a good answer, babe. I guess my thought process in, the, in asking that question is like, we all struggle with failure. We all struggle with times where we don't do something well. And I agree that like a recipe to prevent your 
total give up or destruction when you fail is to have mastery of something. So time put in, you mm. know, certainty, trust, respect, loyalty, like, okay, I can mess up and it's not going to be the end of the world. I still don't want to mess up, right. but I can, and I know that we're going to be okay. But I think in those new stages of a relationship where things are still kind of fragile yeah, and it's... mistakes can still happen, how do you like navigate that? And how do you allow a failure to not be, definitive of the relationship or definitive of that other person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess that's the, the thing that I was thinking about. I, I like your answer. I would add to it that it's kind of a blessing in disguise if you get a failure early. I think that it's kind of a good thing if you have one of those missteps early because you have an opportunity to see how a person responds to mm, uh, correction good, or like a, feedback as opposed one. to like you're already in and maybe, you know, you you got some cost fallacy kind of happening. You have already started to imagine uh, more of your relationship, like imagine a future with this person and you haven't had that opportunity for them to fail and for you to give them feedback and see how they respond to that feedback. Yeah, so I think it's point. kind of a good thing that if it happens early and you can see how the person responds to it. Mm-hmm. So that way, you know, like, okay, that, cause that I think is par for the course. Like not to say that it's not flexible and it can't change, but you, if you, if I can't even work with your baseline, if you can't handle feedback, yeah, at a baseline. Yes, yeah, real. I'm not trying to fight with you to get you to when be it's able, some real shit. Yeah, like so. We got kids and things of that nature is on the line, and we, yeah, I definitely get that. I definitely, I definitely, yeah. You need sometimes it's good to have. I'm not saying it, it need to be like a monumental fuck up, but mm-hmm. just something, just something that you know that rocks the boat a little bit, just mm-hmm. to see how they be, how your partner behaves under pressure. Or under stress or what have you. I think one of the easiest, I think we mentioned before, I don't know which episode or whatever, that that's why we advocate going on a trip, going on yeah. trips with, with your vacation with your partner. Because travel is very, very stressful mm-hmm. and you get to see, you know, how your partner handles themselves, you know, under under stress when, you know, the... You're late for for the connecting flight, and you miss you miss your flight, or the flight attendants are being assholes, or or you, the the cab driver taking you to the wrong side of town, or you know what I'm saying you've been traveling all day, you're tired, you're hungry, you're frustrated, yeah. and your girl just nah saying some just says something that at any other time would have been just like, eh. but now you, you piss off. How do you handle yourself, or you know within that within that situation when things not going your way? How do you how do you recover? Mm-hmm. Do you take it out on your partner? You know what I'm saying? Do you take a deep breath and then you just try to do what you kind of do and you need to do? Maybe you maybe you curse under your breath, but you still get to get the job done. All of those things can kind of help paint a picture. And, you know, because I want to know, like, if you can't make it across the country without snapping at somebody, Lord knows what's going to look like it when, like, there's real stakes involved. Yeah. That's a good point, babe. Yeah, that's all I got. That's all I got too. Whew. Okay, so before we uh, we wrap up, do we want I want to know how could we to go back to the original clip with the fit with the sitting down and coming up with a plan to not hurt each other or whatever. If we're not at one hundred percent, how could we implement that? We, as in the universe, we or me and you. However you want to answer. Me and you. Oh, no, that's not the right tune. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that idea. Mm-hmm. 
I kind of like I kind of like the idea, but I'm 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 trying to figure out. Well, I mean, I don't think we have a deficit in like making sure we don't hurt each other and things mm-hmm. and things like that. So it's not like oh my god, this is the perfect thing. This is the perfect cure for what's going on in our lives right now because like we find ourselves hurting each other and stuff like that. I'm not saying I'm not, not I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying like this is like a pretty good uh, idea that. Our listeners and people, you know, who could find value from, and I wonder how, what would be a good way to approach implementing this? For me, the thing that comes to mind, at least for us right now, is that we have a lot of opportunities for connection throughout the day. So. I don't need to wait till the end of the day to see what percentage that you're at because I see you frequently mm, enough. That's real. Um, I have enough interactions with you that I know kind of where you're I at. No, I see it. I'm like, mm, you tired, girl. Yeah. But I can predict or maybe assume that there will be points in our life, like transition points, like newborn transition points, like even when we probably first moved here, like just those kind of transition points that naturally happen over the course of a relationship where it will be a little bit more important to have that kind of daily check-in because there'll be stressors that weren't there before and our baseline will be a little bit dysregulated because there's some new stimuli in the environment. So that's what I'm thinking. And also periods of tr- significant change in our individual lives. So if something happens and we're grieving, you know, oh, shit. you know, stuff like that is a time where I could think of this type of check-in will be very important um, because I don't have, I'm not in your body. I don't know how you're mm-hmm. feeling. I don't know what percentage you have. And so I need to ask to be able to figure it out. Um, so I think just the more that, the more that I guess not miss isn't the word that I want to use, but the more that you and your partner lead separate lives, I think the more that you'll have to put a system like this into place on a daily basis in terms of the percentage and probably a check-in where you ask a little bit more of like, Mm. how are things? Where's everything at on a weekly or bi-weekly basis? Yeah, I get that. And I think we've advocated having check-ins before and, you know, stuff like that. And as I'm going to make this part of my my wrap up, I guess. Oh, your final food yeah, my, for thought. My final food for thought. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this. I think this is another. I think this is just another way that you can implement a check in system. This is pretty much what this is. It's like mm-hmm. a, you know a, a check in, um, but data gave you like an actual like plan. Like do these things, and then that that can be your check in if that's something that you want to do. Uh, for for us, something we have we have questions that we ask each other. Um, one of the one of the good ones that sticks out to me is. Know how can I better support you in this in this week, you know, upcoming week or this day or what, what have you? Uh, is there any way? Is there a way that I I fell off? Is there a way that like I I, I fumbled or or I slacked mm-hmm. off in a way that I didn't recognize that maybe you did? Um, so that kind of a lot. If you if I'm the one who asks asks that question, it opens up the floor for her to air any I guess grievances that she may have that she may have felt like. Uh, I don't know if I want to bring this up. Is this a me thing? But I'm like, hey, if you got some, if you got something that I that you that you feel like I didn't do well or I, I fumbled or I missed, you know, let me know, and that way we can kind of come together and we can we can fix it. And then mm-hmm. I like the support, like, hey, how can I support you more in the coming week? Sometimes it may it may not be nothing, or, or sometimes it might be, hey, I need you to take out the trash, you know, right now. Who? 
I mean, you, you're talking to me, but that's never happened. But I'm just throwing out like a. Thing. Oh, the other. I thought you were saying you need me to take out the trash. Oh no. no Who? No. <laughs> no. no. I would never get her to take out the trash. That'd be wild. Unless you were, if you were injured, that's okay. Yeah, you're that's fit. true. That's true. But I mean, for, for us taking out the trash, is putting that joint outside the front door. That's true. That's here, but in other, one, in other places, some people got to walk down yeah. flights of stairs and across the street, low key. To the dumpster. I remember them days. Mm-mm. No, no, no. So, all that to be be said. <laughs> I definitely was like, who? Yeah. yeah you who was real quick. Trash? You was real quick. You was real my quick to say that. My sweetie. So, it's upsetting me and, and my, my homegirls. Uh, it, it, it would. It would. Because, you know, they're going to talk about you in a group chat. And they're going to light your ass up if you got your girl taken out of trash. If you're able body to do it yourself. Uh, so to the too long didn't read is you know the the fifty fifty is a correct but simplistic explanation for how a relationship should work when you when you're working together. Um, it's very important to you know be vulnerable. I think we've been kind of talking about that over the last you know few weeks. How important that is, and in order to be able to be vulnerable and trust in your partner, so that you have to be aware of your own emotions. And be able to articulate them. So we encourage you guys to meditate, you know, to look within. Are you trying to take my final food for thought? You're doing a summary of everything? I'm doing a summary of everything. Are you want to bring your own? No, go ahead. Do you, boo-boo. interrupting the flow. (laughs) (laughs) Meditate, journal, you know what I'm saying? Whatever, as Siandra said, let me go ahead and, and, uh, what do you call it? APA, you gotta you gotta give my citation. Yeah, I gotta cite. I gotta cite my work here. Cite your sources. Yeah, cite my sources. What Alexandra says. Do do things that allows you to look within, to look in, as opposed to sh- shutting your mind off and trying to distract yourself from your thoughts through, I don't know, social outward media, stimuli. outward stimuli. You you doing a you know, five hour Netflix binge on something that you don't give two dams about. You couldn't recite what happened in any of the episodes because nothing of substance happened look within you know for a little bit of my a little bit amount of time so you can become more in tune with your star player as cat williams would say would you like to add anything brandon stole my final food for thought and i'm not a fan i stole a whole fucking flow (laughs) bar for bar bar. that being said Thank you for Big tuning soldier. in. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Buffet Podcast, episode 95. <laughs> and once again, call to action, like and subscribe. We appreciate it. If you haven't already, you've been disrespectful to us. Uh, and we will see, see y'all, y'all next, next week. week. Peace. Bye.